on this week's episode, we talk all about independence and transitioning to adulthood. We talk cooking, cleaning, transportation, shopping for necessities. It's a fun one. So stick around. Hi, and welcome to Rare with Flair. Two 20-somethings with the same rare disease out here living our best lives. I am your host, Casey. And I'm your host, Cassandra. Cass, I have had an eventful week. I have to tell you about my eventful week. I'm like a new woman, okay? Ooh. I... Do tell. I baked for, like, the first time, which... Casey baked! I baked. I baked. Casey baked. Like, homemade cookies, pumpkin chocolate chip cookies, the, the recipe that Cass gave me, so thank you for that. Also, Circa our fall episode, by the yes, way. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they looked so good. I'm so proud of you. <gasps> they were. They were so good. Oh, my god! Did you share so them good. or did you eat them all? <laughs> no, I definitely shared them with, like, three different people, but I ate a lot of them. I made a lot of them. Um, and then I lit a candle in my house. And if you know me, this is a wow. big deal because I don't like fire. I usually do the wax melts, you know, but I like it. I like – I'm a candle girl now. Like, who is this new yeah. person? I don't understand. Girl, I love I love lighting scented candles. And I know, I, oh. to be fair, fire is quite scary. But yes. I'm really glad you got to do that. It, yeah, it just changes the game. Totally changes it the game. It does. I just feel like very, fall, like the baking in the candle makes me feel very fall festive. I also went to a corn maze, which was amazing. Oh, so so jealous. I've been really, really living the fall life. So what have you been up to? Yes. So... This week was exciting because um, tomorrow I'm actually going to a concert that I had purchased tickets for back in April. It's for one of the bands that I mentioned was like one of my favorites in our music episode last year called Jukebox the Ghost. They're a lot of fun. They're really good performers. I haven't seen them live before. And it's their special Halloween show where um, they... For half the set, they perform just, like, their songs, but then they change, and then they perform Queen covers, and they're really good at Queen covers, so it's called Hollow Queen. Um, Oh, my gosh. I love it. And people, like, dress up in costume. Like, I'm super excited. I think it'll be a lot of fun. But spur of the moment last week, I bought tickets to a concert that I went and saw last night that I had, like, just kind of recently gotten into, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go. And it was... A lovely show. I was super happy. I'm so glad. So glad to see you're back enjoying live music. It's so great. Um, Thank you. It's so yeah, good. We have a fun up coming up for you guys. We wanted to do an episode about independence, about transitioning into adulthood and how that's been for us. And we're going to just touch on a few different uh, topics and sections of that and tell you how we feel about all of them. I think it should be fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, like, we wanted to disclaim that, like, even though I think that being disabled, people, growing up, people hype up independence, and, like, it's like, oh, that's the end goal, that's the end all be all, but some people just cannot be independent, or some people just choose not to be, like, that's not as important to them. Yeah, like independence I think there are different levels of independence and we're going to go through different sections and in some areas you might be really independent in some you might not be at all like there are different levels for everyone and 
I totally agree. I don't, this episode is not us saying like independence is the end all be all of life. Um, it's just something we are experiencing, you know, for the first time as adults and trying to navigate that. So we wanted to talk about it. Yeah. I think that like for us, we've, like most people have experienced the most independence when we moved out on our own. And I think that that's yeah. been something that's been good for us in lots of ways. Like we've gotten to like push ourselves to lengths that maybe we didn't know we could go, which has been really fun. I don't know about you. Oh no, definitely. I think like even like beginning of college, Casey, like was scared of going out on her own you know um and I don't know if like 18 year old Casey would see me now and like believe that I did yeah. you know um because I was scared I was definitely scared for a lot of reasons but we will definitely get into that I think independence also relates to your own personality like yeah. I since I was, like, a kid, I've always wanted to, like, do everything myself, and, like, I've wanted to be independent, and that's something that I personally desire, um, and I've had to learn to accept help, which I'll probably mention another time in this episode, but, like, it's, it's been more of a journey that way, and then with case I think it's been more of like empowering yourself that you like you can do it but there's still like an element of like hey yeah I'm gonna try this thing that I've never done before and we'll see how it goes yeah I don't value independence quite as much as Cass I do value it but I I don't mind getting help from people as much like I never have felt that strong independent need um but I have a little bit at certain points in my life in different areas and I think yeah it is very much a personality thing it's different for everyone Mm -hmm. yeah for sure so we wanted to talk about a few different things and wanted to start with cooking because I feel like that's something people consider part of independence so yes you like to cook you are a good cook I do like to cook. I like I like to think I'm a good cook. <laughs> you are. I think you, I mean I've never t- tried your food to be fair, but like I can tell you are. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. That's so nice. You're welcome. Um so for me, um I like learned to cook since I was little. I remember like our my brother and I so our our mom would like go out of her way to make sure that we knew a lot of the basics. Like, we learned how to, like, boil eggs and things when we were little. I remember making jello for the first time. It was kind of life-changing. Ah. I held a hot substance. I was. I felt like I was on danger's edge. Ah. Um, and, like, I remember when I used, like, a, so- a stove unsupervised when oh, I was, like, yeah. in high school. And it was like, ooh, look at me go. I always liked to bake in high school, too. So that was something... That I just, I just thought was a lot of fun. And then in college, it was a lot harder to have access to cooking. And then I also just didn't have much of the time to do it. Um, Because, like, living in the dorms, there's, like, one kitchen in the basement. So if you, like, really want to cook, you can. But it's, like, a lot more work. And you don't have as much fridge space for groceries. So... It's not really that motivating to try and do it, but I did do it a few times with some other people. And then when I lived in my sorority's house, we had a commercial kitchen, so I really couldn't cook anything. Like, we weren't allowed right. to. Um, but it 
it wasn't until my senior year of college I started cooking a lot more. Um, I first lived by myself, like alone, uh, the three months of the summer leading up to my senior year of college when I lived in Seattle. And pretty honestly, though, like I really didn't cook very much when I lived in Seattle. I ate out like a lot. I had a really long commute, so that was my excuse for not wanting to cook was just like, oh, I would get home at like seven. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I just thought I had a lot more fun eating out in that time in my life. Uh, But then when I got back to school, I wanted to, you know, I needed to save more money. So I did cook more and it was actually, it was a lot of fun, even though I had like a really... Like, I lived in a duplex with three other women, and it was very cramped. Uh. So, we had, like, no counter space. But um, I was I learned how to portion things because I started out by making, like, the whole recipe for just me. And then I was eating the same thing for, like, 12 days, and I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you find that cooking is super visual for you, like, visually challenging? Some elements of it are. Um, but there's a lot that you can do in cooking that is extra, like extra sensory, meaning like you can use other senses to do, um, a lot, there's a lot of things that require like smell and you can touch things to feel the firmness of your ripened, like avocados or things like that. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot that does rely on you know also audio cues like is the pan hot enough yet to fry my chicken breast um or whatever it is that you're doing but there are some visual things that are tricky i especially think knife skills are tough yes um i'm really scared that i'm gonna shank my finger and i have i've definitely shanked my finger before and with a bleeding disorder it's not a great combination it's not. I will say my favorite um, workaround kitchen tool for knife skills or for poor knife skills is this chopper, which is just awesome. I my I asked for it for my birthday one year, and uh, it has interchangeable little blades, so you can like if you can quarter an onion right Mm -hmm. um then you can put it on top of your little chopper and then it'll dice it like really fast, and in pretty good pieces. So I don't have to. Dice it all myself. Yeah, yeah, I need that because I. That is a thing for me. I am also really bad at chopping. Like, (laughs) oh, I hate chopping. I hate. I have bad knife skills. I'm I'm always scared. I'm very careful. Like I'm overly careful, so I I don't really cut myself. But then it takes longer, and it's just more exhausting. Like I see people just going at it chopping. I'm like, how do you do that? Like, it's amazing. But I am someone who my mom is not a big cook. It's not that she was a bad cook. Like she did her best to really like cook us like good meals growing up and and vegetables and healthy stuff but like she doesn't consider herself a cook and I never really grew up in the kitchen um I'm afraid of fire like I mentioned in the first part of this episode so like cooking I mean it is it is dangerous in to an extent like the oven and the stove and if you haven't used those things much they can be very intimidating and scary um Mm -hmm. and so in college I barely cooked at all and then when I lived in New York my kitchen was so tiny that if you opened up the oven it touched the wall like that I can verify this I have seen a photo it is 
that is the right way to describe literally, it <laughs> literally you had to like turn to the side to even like walk into the kitchen like it was wild but i just in the last year like the like right now we're in october and at the beginning of 2020 at the beginning of january is when i've really got into cooking this year and i feel like the more i cook the more comfortable I am with cooking. And, you know, I started off just, like, making, uh, you know, boiling eggs and making pasta and, like, simple things like that. And now I've grown and, and made more complicated things. But I feel like you don't go from just zero to 100. If you're not comfortable mm-hmm. in the kitchen, my advice is to start small and start with, like, basic things like boiling pasta noodles or something. And then you can can get more into complicated not that I'm making super complicated things I'm not but like you know more advanced things than just your basic stuff what was like a big or I don't know why why do you like to cook more now than like freezer food like what Uh, what is the difference there definitely like and we've talked about this before I know because when I discovered cooking I told Cass like this is life-changing because it's just so much fresher. And also, like, when you yeah. put work into it, it just, I feel like it tastes better when you put work into it because, like, you tried hard. I feel like freezer food is, it's still good. I still make it maybe once a week sure. or something. But, like, Trader Joe's has awesome They do. Trader food. Joe's has great freezer food. But, like, once you go, once you make real food, it's really hard to go back to just freezer meals after that because, like, it's yeah. just game changing. And, I've picked up a lot of new hobbies during the pandemic, and I'm grateful to say that this is one of them. And hopefully baking as well now. I, I'm hey, glad. Hey. Uh, yeah. You opened the door, man. I, I think, like, you can just, like, make some other things that are pretty chill, like other cookies or... Yeah. I think even scones are actually really easy. I okay. used to make them in high school. Yeah. Um... So there's so many things to try. And just like the chopper you talked about, there are a lot of tools like that to help blind and low vision people cooking, like a lot. Like you need to do some research and dig into that if you haven't, because not not you, but I mean the listeners, Um, because there are a lot of like cool tools for low vision people when it comes to cooking. I've heard of some cool tips of like putting puffy paint on your stove so that you know like which knob is for which yeah. burner. Yeah. Um, or like doing the same kind of thing or finding high contrast, like measuring tools. Definitely. Um I've thought about getting a talking kitchen scale because like while I'm measuring I have to also be like really closely looking at this the weight of what I'm measuring. Um and I'll weigh out uh, ingredients for especially baking because baking is a bit more precise that way it's like more chemistry right, I guess. right um but i i have a little trouble using the scale it's not like anything massive i just think that it would be nice if there were an easier scale option yeah no absolutely so moving on to something kind of related to cooking Cleaning. cleaning cleaning oh my goodness Cass. so case and i live in our own condos yes we do so what is your favorite chore and what is your least favorite chore my favorite chore the most most chores i don't mind i feel like the ones i hate i really hate but then the rest are kind of like equal like i don't mind laundry i don't mind the dishes i actually kind of like doing the mm. dishes 
Um, I like dishes too. Yeah, isn't it? It's kind of like therapeutic. Like it's kind of nice. I'll put on some music and just kind of do my dishes. Mm-hmm. And um, I do a lot of them by hand. I in New York we didn't have um, dishwashers, and I kind of got used to that. Although I do use my dishwasher, but when you're living alone, it's like it takes a while. To it's fill really up. hard to fill it up. Yeah, when you're yeah. living alone, and you don't want to leave things in there for like five days no. until you can finally fill it up. Ew. No, but my least <laughs> favorite chore. Hands down. Well, two. One of them is putting a fitted sheet on the bed, but that's that's for another <laughs> time. That's terrible. But my least favorite chore is the floors. Sweeping, uh, mopping. The floors are terrible. Sweeping is bad. Because A, we can't see it. Like, I feel like I have to get on my hands and knees to see the dust on my floor, which is really disgusting. And I shouldn't be all the way down yeah. there by the dust. That's, that's really gross. gross. But also, cr- from a chronic pain perspective... It's really, like, painful. Like, it's it's physically exhausting to sweep floors. It is physically taxing to sweep and mop floors. Yes. So, it sounds like you hate it as well. Yeah. I I don't sweep anymore because I have a Roomba. Jealous. Uh, because jealous. You, I highly recommend it. I know that they're pricey, but, like, it was a game changer, especially since I have a lab who sheds a lot. Yes. Um, I, it was, like, a necessity for me. I bought one a couple of years ago on Black Friday, um, and it had that was a pretty good sale. So it was – it has been absolutely worth it. I use it on my, on my hard floors, and then I'll vacuum the carpets. But, like, sweeping is hard because, like – I, I prefer mopping because, one, you get this, like, clean, fresh smell of of goodness whenever yeah. you mop. <laughs> but, like, I feel like with mopping, I can a lot – I can follow a pattern on the floor a lot more easily. Yeah. And with sweeping, like, you kind of really have to see the little pile of dirt you're pushing yes. around. And I can never see it. It's so hard. I would love a Roomba. My dog does not shed, but – he, like, tracks in so much dirt and leaves and sticks <laughs> and crap. Like, when it rains and that dog walks in the house, his paw prints, his muddy paws, like, uh-huh. it's just the worst. Mm-hmm. And, like, I have got to get a better method because I hate it. I literally hate it. And every other chore, I, I really don't mind that much, honestly. Like, every yeah. other chore doesn't feel as visual to me as the floor. I I agree. There are some like deep cleaning things that yeah, I think are, are more that's difficult. That's true. Um, because like I will just like walk, especially toward uh I have a basement bedroom. It's not like the basement basement, but it's like a little below the level of the floor. And I think there are more spiders here than not. And I don't see the spiders besides they don't usually bug me because in my mind, they eat the other bugs wherever uh-huh. they may be in my house. I, again, to clarify, I don't have a house full of bugs, but no. if I did, the spiders would eat them. So, yes. <laughs> but I, I feel like walking into my basement bedroom, I'm like pulling spider webs as I just like walk through the door uh, frame, and I'm like, where did they come from? Yeah, it's hard to clean. And we're there like, yesterday. Like, dusting and all of that, I don't do nearly yeah. as often as I should probably. Like. Yeah, I don't know. They're I just, don't. Mm. I don't do it until I touch the furniture and it yeah. feels gross. Yeah, no, seriously, <laughs> seriously. But yeah, so that's our cleaning journey. It, it, you know, like at some point you do have to become independent with cleaning, and it's not always fun, mm-hmm. but sometimes it can be, I guess. <laughs> and all those things said, like Case and I 
keep our homes pretty clean. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd say that I keep my home pretty clean. I try to, like, wipe the counters off every oh, day. Yeah, me because too. my, you know, that kind of thing. And you get into certain habits. Like, I, I've been in and out of my house a lot for travel. But, like, Thursday was always vacuum day. Mm-hmm. So, I would, like... Or Friday if I didn't have time, but like I'd vacuum my my carpeted rooms and then like the stairs, which I have a lot of stairs in my house, which takes some time. But um, it, it's always just really nice when it's done and it just smells like clean. Oh, I love it. No, I really do. It's I so really good. do value a clean house. It makes me. And I used to not be that way when I was young. I was very unorganized, and something clicked in me when I moved into my own space to be really clean mm-hmm. because it just feels so nice to me. Like I love waking up to a clean house and that's why even if there are dishes in the sink at night I usually will do them so that when I wake up in the morning I can be happy with my past self's decisions to have done that (laughs) yeah I feel like in my house there are small like small areas of chaos yeah yeah the larger house is clean yes for (laughs) sure for sure so up next when we've touched on this a little bit but we wanted to touch on this from an independence perspective and that is transportation. Yes. So we did do a whole episode back in the summer about travel and transportation and taking the bus and whatever. So um, we kind of just wanted to talk about like getting to places slash running errands. Like how do you run errands? Yeah. Um, so it, at different times in my life, it's been different. In college, I would like get a ride from a friend in New York, I went on the subway and things like that, um, and I did it completely independently. But now where I live, you can't walk places from where I live, and um, the public transportation is pretty bad, so I have two options, either an Uber or a family or friend. And I did use Ubers a little bit before the pandemic. I haven't used them since, and my mom and dad live near me. So I usually I'll get a friend to drive me. I mean, usually I'll get a friend to drive me if I'm doing something actually with that friend. I won't just like ask my friend Mm -hmm. to take me to the grocery store, but I'll either get um, my I'll get my parents to drive me or um, yeah, that works for me. I mean, sometimes it's annoying to be like driving with your mommy when you're like uh, 28 (laughs) years old, but. I don't really mind it. Like, I am, yeah. I, like, I've kind of come yeah. to that point in my life where I'm like, I'm disabled. Like, this is what I need. I don't really care what people think. People can think I'm younger than I am or people can think whatever they want to think. But, you know, like, I, I think I think in the years to come, certain people might come in and out of my life and certain things might change. Um, but right now, that's the way that works for me. Yeah. Yeah. I so for me I have a few different ways I'll get around for things. Uh, obviously, there's always the option of like friends. I live an hour ish away from my parents, so like if they come, it's like more of a thing. Um, but if it depends on like what it is that I need, right, or what it is that I'm doing. Right. So if if I need to um, go to CVS or pick up just a couple not too heavy things at uh, at a grocery store that I like maybe forgot in my weekly groceries or if I want to I don't know just like walk around or, or get um, a cup of coffee I will probably walk 
Um, I When I bought my condo, I wanted to be in a more walkable part of my city that had access to transportation since I'm not that close to my family. So I'm really happy with the area that I'm in and I, I feel like I'm able to get to most of the things I need when I need to do them. Um, and I feel like since you have a guide dog, walking makes more sense because you want to utilize does. your dog, you know. Well, yeah, and she needs exercise and stimulation. Yeah. So, you know, a little bit, like, after we're done recording, I'm going to walk to the pharmacy and go and get uh, some prescriptions that I need to pick up. So, like, that's just a, an example. But um, another thing I make use of is I really don't know how widely used this is, but in my city, um... There's paratransit for people with disabilities to ride the little bus, which I mentioned in our transportation episode or travel episode. So if you want to hear about that, you can go and listen to that. But um, in my city specifically, they have this special thing that is like through the paratransit, but it's like a third party organization company that they contract through. And I like to call it Uber for disabled people because that's kind of what it is. Um, But, like, if you have the time and you can plan it in advance, you can call within uh, two hours or more and they can pick you up and take you place to place just like Uber. Um, But you have to be authorized to use it. And it's so much more affordable than Uber because... It's only like a dollar per mile. Yeah, that's and amazing. Uber can easily be double that in some situations. So, like, it's just, it's so convenient. It's nice because the drivers know that I'm disabled and they, like, I feel like a, a common experience is that people who are taking, like, a lift can tell you that, like, if the driver can't find you, they're going to be upset and they're going to, like, yell at you and they're going to be like, you got to tell me where you are, otherwise I can't pick you up, you know? Yes, yes, exactly. So here they know that they're looking for someone who's disabled who might not be able to see where they are. So it's really nice. And I know that they're also not going to reject me for my guide dog, which, again, is illegal but happens. Oh, yeah. So it's all I, – I, I've been making use of that probably since – July and it's been like a game changer. I use it all the time. I used it yesterday to like get to the the concert that I went to. Um it's just amazing. I love it that so much. That is amazing and I'm so happy you found that. And like that's something I don't even know if my city does that, but like I'm not I'm not against looking into those kind of things in the future if I needed it. Right now it's just not really a necessity for me, but if I ever did need it, I definitely am open to looking into yeah. those things because I'm not you know it's not one of those things where you know I know my parents won't be around forever and it's not one of those things where like I rely on them to survive you know like I could do mm-hmm. it but um but like why do it if I don't need to do it like they're fight they live five minutes from me so like you know. oh yeah well and that's the other thing I was gonna say is that like my mom comes up and visits like uh, every couple weeks or so. Yeah. And, like, we make plans for the times that she's going to be able to be here to be able to run a bunch of errands that are, like, all across town in one go 
instead of me having to coordinate individual rides to go to like five different places and spend a lot of money and you know also just like I get to have fun with my mom a lot of what we do is like try new restaurants and things like that yeah. and I would love to do that myself but again it would it would be a lot more expensive so it's nice because like in the time that it would take me to like get from place to place on my own I can just do that with my mom so I there's you know there's so many benefits to any way of transportation absolutely and the next thing that kind of goes along with that is shopping like how do you get your groceries and your necessities how do you do it most of what i do especially groceries is delivery i'm super glad that delivery services are more widely used but i've been using delivery services for like at least two years since i was in undergrad um i would use instacart because I lived like a mile and a half away from the grocery store. It wasn't really that far. Like I, I could walk there and I frequently did, but like to carry all of yeah. that home, yeah, it's like not practical. Mm-mm. Like I tried a, a few different ways. Like I like have a backpack with me or like I have this cool like cart. It's like one big long bag with wheels uh-huh. that I would also use, which was really helpful but at the same time just still a lot more of a hassle than like I could just get my groceries delivered and not have to do that and I could get like a pack of water bottles or something super heavy yeah yeah and not have to worry about carrying it home so I yeah I love Instacart and I don't know it's been just so helpful and like then I can go to the store for like one or two things and absolutely it's great, yeah I also take I, I also um do grocery delivery and take advantage of that I have Amazon Prime where I can get Whole Foods delivered nice. and then I also have I've done shipped in the past where you get Kroger delivered um and it is so helpful and the good thing about this and we've talked about this in the past things that help disabled people often end up helping a lot of different people maybe Mm -hmm. it's a mom with multiple young kids she doesn't want to get in the car seats and get in and out or maybe it's an elderly person or whatever it is that can't get to the grocery or just doesn't want to get to the grocery it's not just helpful for those of us that can't drive it's helpful for a lot of people and I think some people often say these things are lazy like they're like oh like you know it's so lazy but those people like don't have the the knowledge that it actually helps people who physically can't mm-hmm. get to the grocery. And um, I also like going to the grocery store. Like, I really love Trader Joe's, and Trader Joe's does not deliver, at least not yeah. here. Um, Ugh, so I do I, I do sometimes actually go to the grocery as well, but I also think delivery, delivery is really good, especially in a pinch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I like delivery because I feel like I can plan better. Yeah. what I'm going to use for the week. Yeah, like, yeah. Instead these are the just... meals I'm going to make, so these are the ingredients I'm going to need. And it's a lot easier than, like, going to the store and then being like, oh, man, like, I didn't, you know, th- this was usually my experience. And maybe other people are more organized, uh, probably. But I would just be like, oh, no, what am I going to cook this week? And then I'd, like, have to figure it out in the grocery store or get a bunch of things and then not get everything. And 
then you impulse buy a bunch yeah, of stuff. Yeah, you impulse but... buy. And sometimes impulse buying is fun because you find new things you wouldn't have otherwise gotten yeah. to eat. But no, I agree. It's a lot easier to plan and buy all My favorite grocery to, to browse in, though, is Aldi. They oh, always yeah. have some cool new stuff. Aldi's good, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the next thing we wanted to talk about was just our experience moving away and you know bleeding into the living on our own but we both like lived like alone and we currently do right now but um i know that when you were in my i don't know if you can hear that but my neighbor's playing like music out of his ah, truck <laughs> that's weird i think i did hear it i was just like what is that okay, that was really funny <laughs> um anyway sorry i was so distracted um <laughs> so um we just i know that when you lived in new york you had roommates but like regardless it was like moving away from home and we just wanted to talk about that experience of like moving away yeah we've both moved away like a plane flight away from home um i think i was really really scared to do it like i i kept saying this is going to take more bravery than i actually have because i i feel like with certain things you kind of just have to do it like you know some things you're never quite ready for and you kind of just have to like push yourself and and do it and i ended up loving it um but it is it is a whole a whole journey um of learning i feel like college was a really good bridge for me personally mm-hmm. i don't think college is for everyone i don't think it's a must do necessarily but for me i think high school i wasn't very independent at all college no, i was like either. partially independent and then when i moved i became more independent so i, I personally needed i couldn't have gone from high school to new york like that would not have worked for me i needed that bridge of college there um, but yeah, like, how did you feel? Like, yeah, like, like you said, I did have some friends in New York. It wasn't like I was completely, completely alone, which was great. But I know you were like basically completely alone when you went to Washington, Seattle, Washington. So like, um, yeah, I, I lived there less time than you did. Cause how long did you live in New York? Two years. Yeah. So I only lived in Seattle for a summer. It was only three months. Right. It was still, um, but you still were away for a while, you know? So it, I think yeah. it counts. I mean, you weren't like living there, living there for like long term, but like right. you moved away and you were alone. So it counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I loved it. I was really excited to do it. I want, I always wanted that experience of just like living in a completely new city. Um, and I think I idealized that a lot. And I I did it. I had a lot of fun, um, mostly by myself, really. And um, I didn't really have anyone there, though. Like, I had, like, a coworker I would occasionally hang out with. And, and then we just had, like, some family friends that lived in the area. But otherwise, like, I was alone. And so I did have some visits throughout the time that I lived there. Like, my mom came to help me like move in and then my brother visited for a weekend and so like otherwise though it it was it was tough um especially just figuring out things like I was going through something medically that summer too and having to navigate all of the medical things by myself in a new place where I didn't have any doctors it was a lot of physical and mental effort um that I didn't really think of. Um, but like, 
I will. The one thing I, that I said was like my biggest takeaway was that the family friends that I mentioned that lived in the area, um, I hung out with them like probably once every month that I was there. And it was a really unique experience for me because like their whole family was just there. They were all in that area um, and they all lived like within minutes of each other. And growing up, my parents moved from Puerto Rico when they were in their 20s. So it was just the four of us, really, in, like, growing up mm-hmm. when we were in Ohio. And so I didn't get to have a lot of extended family nearby. And whenever we saw my grandma, it was because she visited. And so it was just amazing for me to see, like, a family, like, an extended family hanging out all the time, being close to each other, being like, oh, hey, I'll pick you up from this thing. It's just... That experience just affected me a lot more than I thought it would and I and I just realized like wow man you can live anywhere but there's something that you can't replace about having community and that's when I kind of realized that I didn't want to leave Ohio because I wanted to be able to be close to my family um in case maybe something goes wrong but also I just like want to hang out with them and I do and I'm really really glad that I do but yeah, that was a lesson that I learned. Like, man, you can't substitute community. No, you can't. Like, a lot of people, when I tell them I moved back from New York, they say, like, literally, I had someone today actually say, oh, did you hate it? And it's like, no, <laughs> um, my sister was having kids, and I was really, really missing seeing them grow up. And I agree with you that family mm-hmm. comes first for me. And it doesn't mean that you can't live away from your family. You can still no. love your family and live away from them. But, like, for me, being close to them is so amazing and important for me yeah well it's just it's I mean I know my parents moved away you know and it was hard for them to just establish themselves and build roots and have a new family in a new foreign place so like it's tough to do that so more power to anyone who decides to do that but honestly I'm really like I'm really happy that I'm nearby home but I just want my brother to come back from Arkansas so I then know. we can all be together. To <laughs> but speaking of, I, I'm trying to segue here and I don't think I have a good segue because I was like, speaking of family, let's talk about living alone. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. We both live alone and we both really yes. like it. Not going to lie. I like, love living we alone. We really like it. <laughs> How has that transition gone for you from going to roommates to living alone, to being, like, fully independently alone? I love it. Like, I had some good roommate situations and some bad roommate situations. But ultimately, like, I really just love being able to have my own space, especially coming from, like, a social thing and then just being able to be like, oh, okay, here I am in my home. And it's really nice and calming and I get to play the radio and listen to whatever I want and have like TV on in the background and like no one's really gonna say anything because no one else is here (laughs) but I think the nice thing about I lived alone in an apartment before I moved here and I think also the nice thing about where I live now you can't this isn't something that you can pick but I really like my neighbors. They're actually really nice. So it's nice to at least be able to like see a friendly face when you go outside or to be able to text someone, hey, I'm out of town. Can you pick up my mail? Or 
did the electricity go out for you too? Or, you know, like it does bring that like sense of living community without having to actually live with people. <laughs> no, that's so true. I'm grateful to be in a condo. I would prefer it over like a standalone house for me personally, yeah. but but yeah, no, I lived with roommates for many years. I loved my roommates. I actually I don't mind having roommates like it's not something I'm bad at I'm not bad at sharing my space it was never like a super bothersome thing for me but living alone has just been so lovely I just really love being able to decorate the way I want I love like like you said like listening to my music and my podcast just aloud without having to you know I mean it kind of like the way I'm describing this almost sounds selfish it's like I don't have to think of anybody but me but like it is for a living environment it's very relaxing to me to like um, have on my own music to sit in silence to, mm-hmm. to like eat my meals and to just be um, relaxed and not having to like be on all the time and talking yes. to someone all the time um is nice and we both have a dog and i think having a living breathing creature with us adds so much life um oh yeah and personality to our house um that wouldn't be there if we were just like completely alone alone it definitely like makes us feel less lonely i don't think i could have survived really living in seattle uh as well as i did and enjoy it as much as I did if I didn't have my dog. Oh, I'm sure. Because I definitely would have felt that loneliness much, much more. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, my dog, it make, he makes a huge difference in my day. I feel like, like, and that's kind of, actually, our next little section here is dog momdom. Um, we are not, dog momdom. like, we're not moms, obviously. We don't claim to be, being a dog mom is very different from being an actual mom. But we still have this like I said, this living, breathing thing to take care of. It is a big responsibility. Um, it's not just about you. That That is one way that, that makes us not selfish because we're constantly <laughs> having to, like, wake up and, you know, feed the dog, walk the dog, make sure the dog goes potty, make sure the dog is, you know, you can't just, like, go leave your house for nine hours and leave the dog. Mm-hmm. You have to be like, oh, I have to go let my dog out. And it's just um, something to always have to think about i mean waking up at 3 a.m and cleaning vomit you haven't lived until you've woken up at 3 a.m dog vomit because we've all done it (laughs) i know and like the thing the thing about cleaning up dog vomit at 3 a.m is that like you you realize how much you really love your dog because i've never once like been upset that I've had to get up at 3 a.m. to clean up my dog's vomit. Like, I just feel bad for her. Of course, like, I'm more upset that I'm tired. Yes, um, yes. And, like, kind of out of it than than the the fact of having to, like, clean up the the mess. Because, like, I just want to make sure that she's okay and that she, like, she's always, like, really sad about it, too. Yeah, yeah. Which makes me sad. So I the way I we talk that... makes it sound like our dogs are constantly. Vomiting. Oh, she's <laughs> she's playing right now. It's so funny. Um, but no, oh. she she's a very good girl, and I don't know. It's just nice to have her, and but yeah, you gotta like make sure. Like I I, I always have to plan. Like, all right, am I gonna am I gonna feed her before this event or after or what? I'm like. I don't know if you can hear any of these sounds, but she's like trying to play, and I'm trying to. Like, ah! to not I, she knows right you're talking now. about her. She knows you're talking about her. I know she does. She's she, a very smart yeah, girl. obviously, being a guide dog mom is different than just being a dog mom, and there are like, you know, I guess easier and harder aspects oh. to both. 
but but yeah like it is definitely a responsibility and it's something i think like when yeah. you when you are younger and you're in high school if you have a pet dog even if it is quote unquote your dog you're living at home with your family where like they can let the dog out you know it's not it doesn't mm-hmm. all fall on you yeah. and when you're yeah. living alone it falls on you it really forces me to to go outside more because yes. i'm like well you know what i think that I need to run this errand, not because I really need to, but more because, like, I want to give her exercise or, like, you know. And and it's so nice because I don't know. It's not like I'm, like, a hermit, but I don't really know if I'd leave the house as often if I didn't have to take care of my dog. I completely (laughs) agree. Like, he keeps me on a better sleep schedule. He keeps me more active. He keeps me outside more. Like, I don't even want to think of what my schedule would be like if I didn't have him, actually. I'm not kidding. Like, he has changed my life in that way. And I worry for, like, if, you know, when and if the time comes where he's no longer here, if I would just go, like, go right back to how I was before him. But I hope not. Because when a dog, the dogs, like, keep you accountable. Like, they they keep you going, you know? Like, just like a kid Mm -hmm. would, honestly. Like, you have to get up and take care of them. You can't just, like, ignore their needs. So... Um, so yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we have again, again. We're just gonna do a few <sighs> rapid fire, um, getting to know you icebreaker questions, icebreaker questions. Okay, all right, all right. So, I don't know if you need to check, but what? Is your most used emoji that isn't, like, a face? My most... Okay, my most used emoji that's not a face. Let me check. Okay, it is the the pink... The light pink heart. Which one? It is... It's just the heart. It's... There's... It's only one heart. Here, I will send it to you. I'm going to text it to you. Okay. It looks like it's, like, three hearts and one, and it's very... Cute. I just Ooh. zoomed in. Okay. For the record. <laughs> yes, that is my most used. A lot of mine are faces, my top used, but that one, the jack o' lantern's getting up there in popularity this month, apparently. I'm Ooh. seeing. But what about you? I also have a pink heart, which is so funny. Um, but I have the little pink heart that looks like it's like like a heartbeat. Uh-huh. Um, yes, yes. I'll send it to you. There you go. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. I also love the shrug emoji. Oh, yeah. They're a lot. And, yeah, and, like, the the hands emoji is really good. There are some fun emojis. That's a good one. Okay. What is your favorite cozy activity? We're getting into fall. What do you do to feel warm and cozy? Well, I love a scented candle, like you were talking about earlier. I love a scented candle. Yes. But... Honestly, I run cold, so I just love being in bed with, like, 17 blankets. I love that. No, I I 100% agree. I love that. I love all the basic, like, uh, cozy activities. I love reading and knitting, and Mm. even the baking was a very cozy activity. I think, like... Baking is so lovely. I really, really love the summer, but I'm trying to embrace the winter coziness, if you feel me. You know what I mean? I do. I do. Well, I I feel like in recent years I've realized that I actually don't like the winter. I, don't I think either. I wanted to like it for a long time, but it just I don't 
love I hate walking in the snow. I'm trying it's, it's to romanticize difficult. it. I'm really trying to romanticize the winter and like and because that is the one thing you don't have in the summer is that cozy vibe. So I'm trying yes. to I'm trying to like it. Yeah, I am really happy about wearing, like, my sweaters again. Yeah. I love love wearing my sweaters. Love it. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Okay. Who is your celebrity lookalike? Okay. I don't really have necessarily one that, like, people are always like, you look just like this person. But I will say, like, in college, all the time people told me, back when this show was popular, um, it was it was actually the character and not the actual actor that people would compare me to. But everyone would tell me I was a lot like Leslie Nope from Parks and Recreation. Oh, <laughs> so that's the so Amy funny. Poehler character. So they didn't tell me I was like Amy Poehler. They said I was like Leslie Nope. So I don't know if I looked like her or if it was, like, my mannerisms or I don't know. Her character's a little obnoxious, but I can see, like... My, when my passionate side comes through, that <laughs> I, I am a lot like her in some ways. But what about you? I feel like I haven't seen enough Parks and Rec to actually if you ac- saw it, accurately I, know. She's like a way more extroverted version of me. <laughs> I did see like the first two episodes, I think, but oh, I feel yeah. like I got Season the one is yeah. not great at all. You got to get hmm, past. I'll have, maybe I'll have to give it another shot. Yeah. Um, so I, it's so funny. I've actually gotten a lot of Molly Ringwald. Yes. Yeah, I can I think see it's that. like, I think it's like her lips. I can see. Her, no, like, I can cheeks. see that. I can, I've never thought of that before, but I can see it. It's really funny. Um, and like, especially when I've like, I've I changed my hair color a lot. So when I've gone like ginger, she's yes. a redhead. Yes. People are like, oh wow, you look. <laughs> no. So yeah. it's kind of cool. I think it is the lips. Yeah. I, th- I think it is, especially since, like, for, like, being, a, like, a white actress, like, she has pretty big lips, uh-huh, and I think uh-huh. that it's kind of cool because, like, I do, too, so. Yeah, I never would have thought that before, but I can see it. Okay, um, what is your, f- we love gift giving here on this pod, and what is your Ooh. favorite gift you have ever bought someone? Uh, okay, so in our personalities i think episode we talked about our love languages and we both love love like both giving especially giving gifts I mean, honestly like I we love just love to express gifts. love that way uh, love so it. fun so one gift i was really proud of um and i know that i know you know what i'm gonna say though um because i i gave her like live updates as i did it um i really oh, went yes. all out for mother's day this year and I was super proud because, one, I made brunch uh, for my parents, which I thought was just so fun. And it turned out really nice. And so I was really cute. proud of it. Uh, and I had to get, like, some of the ingredients, like, far in advance because, like, they were, like, special or whatever. But um, one thing that I did was, like, my mom will have, like, like a morning coffee and then, like, a, like a 3 p.m. coffee. And... She likes that 3 p.m. coffee to be, like, slightly sweeter. And the morning coffee is usually just, like, coffee and milk. Um, and so she loves having, like, like fancy syrups, like, for a latte or something. But um, usually those are kind of expensive. But I made some special syrups back in the spring. I made, like, she loves, like, botanical flavors. So I made, like, a lavender syrup and, like, a rose-flavored syrup. And I was, like, super happy about how they turned out. I even, like, 
went on I graphic designed like my own labels and I printed yes, them out amazing. and I put them on like reused bottles like I was so proud of myself okay. it was amazing it was such a thoughtful <laughs> gift I love I live for this I live for giving people gifts like and I I'm proud of a lot of the ones I've given as well like I, I really try like I, I love that you love it as much as I do because it's so like, fun um but no that gift was amazing I think one that stands out in my mind that was recent was um my nephew for Christmas last year I and we might have talked about these on the pod before so sorry if we have but I adopted an animal for him at our local zoo which basically just means um, I'm paying I paid a price to like give the animal food and stuff but it's called like you're adopting the animal even though you're not That's technically so cute. and it came with this like certificate with his name on it and a picture of the animal and so I I told him like you adopted this animal and I gave him a stuffed animal so and cute. it was a grizzly bear and he was so excited and he loved it so um so yeah like that was really fun I love that. That's so special. Yeah, we will, like, update each other on, like, I'm getting this for so-and-so. I'm so excited. We'll have to tell people what we – we'll have to tell the pod what we got people for Christmas this year, except we can't say it yet, obviously. I know. I'm already planning some – what I'm excited for and what I would think are good ones, but we'll see. Oh, me too. Okay, so my last one for you is what is, like, one of the best pieces of advice or, like, a good piece of advice you've heard? That has stuck with you. There are so many many good pieces of advice I've gotten. There's one I wrote down recently. I need to actually find it so I say it correctly. Um, Okay, I wrote this down in my notes because I heard it recently. It's a thought brought it and a thought can change it. And I liked that because um, I guess what that means to me is like, if you have negative thoughts or anxious thoughts, a a thought brought that on, but a thought... It can also change it. A thought can um, make it a positive. I think I have anxiety and I'm not a negative person. I'm not a pessimist, but I often am, am constantly thinking of what can go wrong. And instead of focusing on what could go wrong, I should also focus on what could go right. And so mm-hmm. when I uh, when I heard that quote, I really liked it because I'm like, I can change my way of thinking. It's really just like a matter of a lot of this is a matter of changing your your mindset on things. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's so true. Obviously, like not that that applies to everything, but it is really important to be able to reframe your thoughts. I think um I think for me I there was something that happened like early on when I had my guide dog and like we we struggled a little bit at the beginning. I was only 19 when I got my guide dog, which I, like, wasn't necessarily, like, super maternal or nurturing or, like, I didn't, growing up, I didn't, like, take care of, like, a younger sibling or our family dog or anything, really. So this was, like, my first, like, real, like, venture into taking care of something else. Yeah. Um, and, like, it was, it was tough, but we did, we did our best and, like, she was a real trooper and... I think one of the things I I've mentioned this before, but one of the things I struggled with the most when getting a guide dog was just like dealing with the public around me and mm. just people interfering with us like all the time and asking too many questions and I just wanted to be like left alone to be able to do my thing with my dog, but um it was while I was in college and this the backstory behind the piece of advice um 
I was walking through this area where like a lot of people will be with their dogs and sometimes they'll let them run around off leash, which isn't allowed. But um, I was, Ramon and I were getting chased on our way to a class mm. by this unleashed dog. And I was furious. Yeah, like, cool. and I, I'm pretty sure like I like yelled at the guy and I was like, your dog needs to be on a leash. And like, I was super upset. And so it just kind of is really off-putting, too, because obviously you're not expecting that. Yeah. And, like, you can't tell if the dog is aggressive. So it, it like, really does scare me. Um, but I, like, went to class and I, like, rage posted on, like, this guide dog Facebook group. And someone had, like, a really insightful comment of just, like, hey, you know, obviously you're probably in the right about this. But just wanted to let you know that you can't control other people but you can control how you react to the situation. Mm. And that's something I think about often just because I think that in that moment, I could have probably reacted in a better way than I did. And and you can't control other people. Like, you can't, like, force people no. to do anything. So just being able to just assess the situation and react in a, in a more calm and collected way is something that has been really good for me. Absolutely. I agree with that completely. Um, my last one for you is a habit that you would like to break. Ew. Hmm. I think that um, when I, like one of my anxious habits is I will, I, I've always done this ever since I was little. I've, uh, I pick my lips um, mm. like with my teeth and to the point that like they'll like bleed and it's like not great so I want to do a little less of that because I feel like also it doesn't it looks kind of weird in public mm, yeah yeah um so I don't know it's what hard about you? to break those kind of ha- I have a lot of like ha- little habits of nothing like too detrimental but little things like I well I pick the skin on my fingers which is a whole journey I won't get into but that's annoying but also um my sugar addiction if you will I definitely love sugar and it's something I've been working on, though. I'm working on, like, I'm not quitting it completely, but I'm working on just not needing it every single day and relying yeah. on it. So that's been a journey. No, you have been doing a really good job with it. I'm trying. really impressed. I've been trying. Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, that was fun. That was our app. We hope you enjoyed that was it. our app. Thanks yes. so much, everyone. Thank we'll you see, you see you in two weeks. See you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.